Here we go. So we're working on the Chazal that says that on the one hand the Pasuk mentions the death of Terach before the departure of Avram. The death of Terach um, is in the end of Parshas Noach and then the departure and then Lech Lecha. The beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha is Hashem says to Avram if you knew, go to Eskhan. So what's the problem with that? So you were here last time? Uh, where he left from? The problem with that is that the Midrash makes a calculation of years and Terach still was going to be living for 65 years when the Torah already announces his death. Mm. Oh. Yeah? So what's going on? Why is the Torah announcing his death prematurely? So the Midrash tells us a story that Avram Avinu was uh, was afraid that he's going to go to Eskhan to fulfill the Rasna of Hashem. Hmm? And People are going to say, look at this from Balchuva. He's abandoning his old father to go to Yeshiva. Yeah? So that would be Achil Hashem in their eyes. Okay, so, uh, so Hashem responds to him. I'll read the words in the, in the Midrash. Were people in that generation that careful about Kivah Ve'im? Or they're just saying that just because they also didn't, didn't like, like that he was becoming mm-hmm. monotheist, they were just going to use that against him, even though they themselves were not. Right here? Right here. No. We see even many Chazal that, that, that Goyim, were, we learn Kirayim from the Goyim. You know, they were very, it seems like, mocked in Esau. Not from all Goyim, from Esau specifically. Esau specifically, right. But there are other stories in the Chazal that we, you know, in, in Gomorrah about. You know, the one with the, he was sleeping, his father was sleeping on the jewel, and the ifud, right? And so we learned, sure. it seems like, from what I've seen, that Goyim are, you know, mapping on Kivayim, I don't know. That's true, yeah. So the moral talks about why there is Goyim more than uh, more than us, as to do with what kind, the the Hechreyach of Kibudavim being something that the Seichel HaTV dictates, meaning just regular... Um, physical seichel says, well, I am here because my father brought me into the world. So, and so I owe him everything, right? Once you, with Klaus, it's a little bit more complicated because we believe that there's three from that created man. It's your parents and Hashem. So, you know, that kind of Complicates things a little bit, but, in the time, but that's why we learn from them, specifically from Asaph, because he's Midas Hadin, that's the type of a mitzvah that's.
with his brothers when his, when his brothers went with him or didn't go with him where they were with him. Where I thought we were. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's so that's uh, so that was the concern. So Hashem says to him. Lech v'ani potercha mikibud aveim. I'm just going back to what we already did last time. You go and I will exempt you from the mitzvah of, of kibud aveim. Vein ani poter laacher mikibud aveim, but I will not exempt anyone else from that mitzvah. Vlo od ella ani magdim misosu. Not only I'm going to potter you, but I will write in the Torah the death of. Uh, of Choron, sorry, of Terach, of Terach in Choron, um, to your to to your leaving. I Meaning it'll be written in the Torah that he died and then you left. And here's add an interesting point: Shenemar vayamas Terach bechoron, and only then does it say that Avram left. Okay, so that's the that's how the Chazal presents it. Now the the Ramban is bothered by this. He has a kasha, right? Um, which we we spoke out last time. The Ramban asks, "What do you mean? Every time, um, let's say, the death of Noah, right? When when the death of Noah is recorded, so it says there." Uh, you know, after the flood, after the whole story, it says, and Noah lived 950, 950 years, and Noah died, right? And then it begins telling us the story of, um, let's say, let's say Terah himself, right? Terah. Now, Noah lived well into the life of Avram Avinu, right? So, Noah still lived for a long time. So it says the Ramban is the way of the Torah to just kind of wrap things up when it relates to that character, Noah, tell you, okay, and he lived this long and then, and then he died. And then you start the new story, right? Even though Noah is still living. So that takes away the whole Kasha of the Midrash. What was the Kasha of, of the Midrash? What was the Midrash bothered by? Right. Says the Ramban, what do you mean? That's that's very normal for the style that the, the Torah speaks. It's like the end, the end of the chapter, right? At the end of the chapter, it's a, oh, the chapter is titled Noah, right? At the end of that, it says, and this is how long he lived. And then, right. Right? And then we start the next chapter, Terach, and then we wrap that one up, and then we start the next chapter, Avram, even though there's overlap chronologically. Right? Okay, that's the cash of the Ramban. Okay. So, and the Maral last time, uh, so he answered that that's not a, it, although it's a correct observation, we have to read the, the Psukim and Chazal more carefully. That there's two types of, wrap, of, of uh, wrapping up the old story. If I say to you that these are the days of the life of Noah, 950 years, and then he died. So then the fact that he died, that's just a, that's just, you know, an afterthought to the fact that he lived for a long time. Which means I'm telling you, he lived for a long time. 
then you know, and then, and then afterwards that ended, and then he died. Right? So however long he lived, so I'm telling you about his life. Whereas by Terach we don't have that. If you want to, we can come back. I'm just a drop of medactic. That's where we're starting, right? Vamedaktik bedivri hakasuf, and someone who will learn the pasuk carefully, yimse she'ein zekasha. We'll find that this is not difficult. What the Ramban asks. By Terach, it doesn't say these are the days of years of his life. It just says he died. Okay, so let's check. Okay, good. Good point. Uh, so it does say The days of Terach were the days of Terach were two hundred and five years. Okay? That's what it says. The days of, of, of Terah. Says the let's, let's see. Says the morale. The ripple be midak, you can find it's not kasha. Kiyat sol Noah, his kir hakosuf, chaye noach. Vis his kir misoso. And it mentions his death. It mentions his life and his death. I mean, when I say the length of a life, it could be that he lived for this long and then he died. Or it could just be that he. What does it specifically say by Noah? You may chayav. Right. The days Noach of his life. Doesn't say chayav. The days of his life. Here it just says his days were. Me, in one I'm coming to describe his life. His life lasted for this long. The other one is just going to say that after 205 years he died. Lefish is so over there by Noah, where it talks about the, the his life. Lefish hamisa nimshech acher yamov ki sova yamim bo hamisa. So the death is just uh, the consequence of no more life. Vehamisa gmar hayamim, and that's the end of the days. Vetachlus hador, and that's the end of that generation. Vehakach masilakosov lesapir chay haben, and then afterwards we start discussing. The life of the son. Vein kasha im maschil lusaper acher shemeis haav midvorim shehayu koldem misus haav. So it's not difficult after we mention the death of Noah to go back and start describing things that were happening prior to his death. This is the key pasuk over here, the, the key verse. Lefish hakosov mesaper. Shnei hadoros dor haav hayakodum l'dor haben. Tosak is describing two different generations. We have a generation of Noah that came to an end. Now we have this next generation, even though they are no overlap. Therefore, we finish off first the discussion of the first generation of the father. Kodum shemaschil besipur haben. So since I'm talking about the life, so then I'm describing to you the life of the first generation, 
and then the life of the second generation. Now the lives can have an overlap. Uh, every life has to come to an end. But I'm talking to you. I'm describing to you about the life. Vekan ilu hishil hakosuv lesaper elu toldus avraham kemoshe acher misas noach. So he says, oh, so he says over here, if the pasuk would have started telling us about the generations of Avraham like happened after the death of Noah we started describing the generations by the way of the death of Noah And then we started describing the next generation. So then that would have been good. But with Avram, we don't just start describing the next generation. With Avram, we start describing the events of his life. Right? After the death of Noah, then we start describing the Elu told us B'nai Shem. We start describing the offspring of shame. So we're giving you the generations. B'vadei Shapir Nochel Lomar Shakasov Mesaper Hemshech Hadoros Zecherzeh. So then, telling you one generation after another. First generation came to an end. Next generation, when were they born? Who was born? How did it go? V'chein Timsa Ba'avraham Shehizkir Misoso Shal Avraham V'akarkach Maschil Toldus Shil Yitzchak, right? Same thing. Avram, so we mentioned his death, and then we start talking about Toldus Yitzchak. Avol Gav Shibizman Toldus Yitzchak, Haya Avram Chai. Avram still lived uh, into, right? Uh, that we know that Asav was 13 years old. Avram Avinu passed away right before Asav turned Bar Mitzvah. Right, so that he shouldn't have to see the his grandson going off to become an evil person. So the point is, when the pasuk is telling you to say hadoros, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> But to first talk about the death of Terach and then to talk about an event, that sounds like we're telling you that the event happened after the death of Terach. Mm-hmm. So now it sounds like I was I was off the mark when I was trying to be medayik that I didn't say yemei chay whatever whatever it is we were, we were mentioning the length of Terah's life then if we go into further genealogical discussion meaning when you're a world of genealogical discussions you're talking about 
one generation, another generation. So it's okay to wrap up one generation and start another generation. But when you're talking about an event afterwards, right, to juxtapose the event with the death of, of Terach, that's to say that the event happened after, after the death of Terach, or at least to imply that. Right, we're saying it, it didn't, or we're saying that... No, it didn't. Mathematically, right. we counted it. It was 65 years later. Mm-hmm. That's the kasha that... Uh, what's the... Uh, uh, Rabbi Yitzhak asks. Sorry, what's the, what's the event in question? That what's the, the... What's the event in question? Like, have you listed the event after Terah? Uh, Lech Lecha. Hashem appears to Avram and says to him, Go to Knan. Mm-hmm. So... That event actually happened 65 years before the death of Terach. Okay. Okay. So, if we're just good, you know, giving you genealogies, we're going gen- one generation, another generation, another. So then, it's okay to lose one generation after another. That's what you have to do generations, and and they can have overlaps. But at first, I have one generation, I start another generation. But if I'm talking about an event, so put that event before you wrap up the, the before you tell me the Terah died. It's a matter of events. Right. Make sense? That's the, and that's the question of the of the midrash. Right. Okay. But there's a because it's not with a, with Noah and Abraham it's, it works. It's chronologically incorrect. There's I mean, genealogy after them, but with Terah, there's not right, genealogy. Right. After right. Right. So yeah. if I'm ge- coming to uh, do genealogy, then it's okay to wrap up the previous generation and then tell you that the next generation started even though the previous generation still keeps on going really right but over here that was not that was inappropriate mm-hmm. why because over here the mashma she'achar misas terach this implies that it was after the death of terach that Hashem said to Mo, to, to, to Avraham vayomer Hashem el Avraham lech lecha. She'ein kan hemshech adoros zecherzeh. We're not discussing uh, the flow of generations. Ve'od imata omer she'haya v'yamas terech v'choron hashlamos hador olama lo nizker hashlamos hador v'kol hadoros minoach v'ad Avraham. If you just come in to tell me, okay, you know, just to wrap up the previous generation, why is it that we don't see that happening from Noah until Avraham? Afal gav shetimtze v'yamas min adam v'ad Noah v'hulu hashlamas ador lo timtze zem min Noah v'ad Avraham. Says from Noah to Avram, we don't have such a pattern happening. So why is this an exception? Wait, what did wait? What did it say from Adam until Noah? From Adam until Noah, we have many times. There says that this person begot begot children, um, etc. Then he lived, you know, nine hundred years, and then, then he died. Then his son had children when he was a hundred, you know, two hundred years old, and had children lived eight hundred fifty years, and then he died. Right? So obviously, there's there's a lot of overlap over there. Mm-hmm. So we do see the Torah doing that there, but we do not see the Torah doing it between Noah and Avraham. He has not explained why. They say we don't. So therefore, 
right? I have to study the psukim carefully, see exactly what he means over there. We said who, what kids they had, and then that they, and then they had more kids, and more sons and daughters, and then it goes into his kids and says they they lived this many years and had these kids and they had more sons and daughters, and then the next person, this person lived, doesn't say anybody died. It doesn't talk about the people that died. Okay. There you are. Okay. So again, the moral hasn't explained to us why it should be different between Noah, between Adam and Noah, that we should do that, and between Noah and Abraham that we shouldn't do that. But um, okay, let's see what happens. Could be that he won't go into it, and uh, that'll be up for you guys to figure out. The old Haray, lo ksiv vayamas stam. Shenemar ki hamisa hu hashlamas ador raksiv vayamas terach b'choron. Oh, a duke, right? I'm coming to tell you chronological, I don't know, genealogical, whatever you want to call it, events. So then, the point is I'm coming to tell you how long he lived. So what does that have to do? And then he died. So then what does that have to do with the, the fact that he died in uh, the city of Haran? If you tell me he died in the city of Haran, it means you're not telling me genealogy. You're telling me an event. Mm. You're telling me there was an event. He died. Right? It was very sad. He got sick. And then he fell down, broke his hip, and then he died. And then Hashem said to Avram, Lech Lecha. Two events. Juxtaposed one to the other. Meaning the moral not only knocked out, there is not ge- genealogical on Avram of side, on the Parshish Lech Lecha, but it doesn't even have a genealogical nature to it in the end of Parshish Noah. On the death of, of Terach, it doesn't, it doesn't sound gene- genealogical. Because every time he talks about genealogical death, he's just coming to tell you this is how long he lived and then he died. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not coming to tell you where that happened. If he's telling you where, it means it's describing an event. Mm-hmm. And it was a hot day. That day, right? He died, died in a car on a, on a very hot summer's day. So that, right, that's, that's an event. But isn't that a problem? We don't like Things about a chronology of the Torah. Rambam at all doesn't exist at all. Okay. Well, that's why the Midrash uh, so is asking the question. Okay, fine. And the, and, and then the Midrash is giving an answer. No, but the answer was event to event, right? The answer was that in the Chalami, you're right, this is not it was an issue of Kibbutz Avaim. Avraham got, got okay. pottered. And then Hashem said, and not only that, I'll write the death of Terach before your departure so that there should be. Okay, we'll have to get into how that helps. Right? But but, uh, but the Duke is a great Duke. Right? Stam Misa Bishar Doros. And this is not like when the puzzle just mentions just death by itself without mentioning the location, which over there, when it's just Stam Misa, that's for the to wrap up a generation. What does the location automatically equate to event status then? Because you just feel like it's just another. If I'm trying to, if I'm trying to give you, if I'm trying to give you a, uh, 
uh, a timeline, you know, just kind of like this generation lived for this many years and this generation lived for this many years, etc. If I'm trying to do that, so then it's irrelevant where, where, where he died. Just the point is that his, his life came to an end. I don't know. If you feel, I feel like if you read an obituary, they probably include that information. There. Obituary might be, but an obituary is written after someone dies, right? Me, obituary is 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 event. Sorry, but it didn't do it for the other people. I think between Adam and Noah, so that what makes it unique here that they say he died in this place. So there's something they want to tell you specifically here about this event of him dying in Haran, whereas all the other people that died after Adam until Noah they didn't care that they lived and died. They lived and they died. We don't know where. Yeah, but, but it's not so much that we don't care. I mean, you're right. So that's number one. That's I mean, there's two things to a duke, right? Step number one to a duke is finding the duke. Here, the Pesach deviates from the way that the Pesach speaks earlier. That's what Alex is telling you. Over here, it says, the city where he died, and all the other examples where we've done such a pattern mm -hmm. of a genealogical progression, mm -hmm. we, did not, we never, not a single time, did we say where it was. Right. Now, let's explain the duke. Right? The duke's got to make sense. If you can't explain the duke, then it's worthless. Yeah, you can't build a sugi on a duke that doesn't have a doesn't have an explanation. So the explanation is that just like why am I allowed to make a salad of the years, right? Why am I allowed to say that Noah lived 950 years and then he died, and then start the story with shame in his generations when Noah is still alive and kicking? Why am I allowed to do that? Because the point is, I'm not coming to I'm not coming to tell you a chronological story. I'm coming to tell you the the uh, the, the relationship of the generations, the shtalshus of the doros. So then I've got the one generation, and I tell you how long it went, and I tell you another generation how long it went, even though they have an overlap. <coughs> so if that's the case, when I'm telling you about that, all details are not that that's, that doesn't come onto the radar screen. Where he died, that's that's an event. It's not, a, it's not a part of the timeline. Does that make sense? No, it's in day school. We used to call it the gap section, right? The what? So-and-so begat so-and-so. Oh, but... He begat so-and-so. Like, 400 years, he begat so-and-so. Begats, right? Just begats is just... Uh, begats. Yeah, there you are. It's a begat, yeah. <laughs> okay? So, whereas here, so now that we include details about it, so it sounds more like an obituary. Mm -hmm. and, ob and an obituary is written when? Afterwards. Immediately after. Meaning an obituary is written when the person dies. Mm -hmm. You don't write an obituary, say you, even if you're a prophet, right? And you know this person is going to live a certain amount of years. You don't write an obituary today to just, you know, just wrap up the generation, right? And uh, mm -hmm. will, uh, there's no difference telling you which city he died or telling you which disease he died from. Mm -hmm. Or... Uh, you know, who else was there at the time? So that means it's, it's, that means it's, it's an event. So then we got two events, and they're completely incorrectly positioned, mm -hmm. 65 years apart. I mean, uh, the death of uh, Terah happened 65 years after Lech Lecha. Okay. Umayshi um, Pirush Ramban, and that that the Ramban asked, uh, explained. Right, so 
Mufursum Lukol Shianiach as Oviv Lakahis Kir as Misoso called them. So the Ramban explained it that what the Midrash means is that the Torah did it in such a way to basically hide from people that uh, that Avram Avinu left while his father was still alive, so that uh, so they shouldn't look bad. The Jivei Teimahem, and this is a wonderment to me. How could he possibly say that? Vehi hatora rotsa lehalim hadover litain tos lifneha adam chasvashalom. What the Torah wants to hide this thing to to trick people that people that are learning the Torah should be under the impression that Avram Avinu left after the death of Terach. I mean, the Torah wants you to mislearn the Torah. Right. Doesn't seem to make sense. God forbid to say such a thing. The Torah is looking to <laughs> to deceive us. Kia Torah Torah's emes. Tikra. It's Wait, called the but Torah. But did just explicitly say that Hashem is putting it before because of this concern of Abraham that it's good? It says something like that. The question is, is there going to be another another way to read that? To, uh, it's going to be a deeper. It's going to be a little bit of a deeper understanding of the midrash, and just I will leave you with a cliffhanger. Aval yesh bezeh dover nifla meod, but rather there is in here a matter that is absolutely wondrous. Stay tuned. <laughs>